today is uh, a, another episode of uh, 100 Days and Beyond, that uh, special podcast uh, where we where we speak to and engage with those uh, individuals that are part of the mergers and acquisitions uh, fraternity, but more so um, in terms of the post-merger or post-acquisition integration work or raising of funds or strategic rollouts uh, and so on. And and where we're at right now is 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 we when we're looking at at the way that the world is working and the, and and the changes that are are being thrown about, there's more and more need for uh, people that are strategically aligned, that understand strategy in addition to having a technical skill set, and having a technical skill set, Ireland. So having a technical skill set in addition to strategy, um, technical skill set, when I talk about that, I, I speak of, often about things like your, uh, your ability to do financials, your ability to do marketing, sales, and those sort of things, anything operational, for instance, or even engineering and that sort of thing. But in addition to that, to be able to think strategically and think um, as a leader uh, in the boardroom, but being able to be in touch and connected with those uh, people on the ground. And today we joined, thank you, Alan, for, for joining us today. Much appreciate um, you know what I think? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously tech technology is great when it when when it just wants to work first time. Uh, but yeah, welcome uh, today. Um, I want to quickly go through, if you don't mind, I want to read the the, the sort of the main section of your LinkedIn profile, um, Alan, just to give the audience a bit of an idea of, of who you are because there's so much packed into such a such a small space so i'm going to just quickly run through that um uh, in in your linkedin profile you i mean you you, you partner at at n4 partners and we're going to talk a little bit about n4 partners about your strategy and so on but but what what really stood out to me is this actual paragraph and i'm going to read it and then we're going to sort of unpack it a little bit because um, I think it's fascinating. I think it's brilliant. Um, but let's just have a quick look. So senior board executive with 20 years of uh, global strategic development and sustained profitable growth in multiple sectors. So, I mean, you start off with talking about sustained profitable growth and strategic development, but multiple sectors. And being a multiple sector person, you get an idea of multiple sectors, but you also get I'm sure when you work with specific clients, you get very, very deep and rich um, uh, industry knowledge. But being, uh, I just want to go further and talk about you being an experienced global CFO and C-suite executive with a proven track record of operating within private equity-backed and public organizations with revenues in excess of a billion pounds, driving year-on-year -year growth, shareholder value, customer satisfaction, and increased profitability through organic growth, strategic acquisitions, process improvements, and complex business transformations. I mean, <laughs> that is one hell of a, a CV. And if I look at the rest of your experience, it's pretty good. And then you talk about operating at board level with strong multi-sector experience, um, being able to formulate robust strategic vision, acquisition strategies, um, being a champion of sustainable expansions. And that word sustainability comes up a lot. And I want to sort of just unpack that a little bit as well. Um, uh, global markets, etc. But being a motivational leader who empowers others to generate new ideas, I thought that was pretty good because I think in today's knowledge 
environment that we're in i mean we're relying more and more on systems and processes and and yep. and, yeah. and i would say probably a lot more automation than we used to and now being able to think above uh the the functional is is actually very important and then then the last part you talk about um yeah being able to position senior leaders in roles which play to their strengths thus optimizing performance through people and imagination and that's probably the one of the first times i've actually picked up imagination as a as a key thing so um welcome alan and uh, and and maybe i'm hoping that that's given the audience a really good background in terms of who you are and where you come from and and that's fascinating i mean if i look at the rest of the profile i mean the 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 depth and breadth of experience but tell us a little bit about your journey because you know i also picked up that you're a, you're a marathon guy but an ultra marathon guy and i and and uh, you need to be talking about that I, we're going to talk touch on that near the end but I, I thought that was fascinating i mean that's one of those seven day events or was it five or seven day events at 250 kilometers i mean it's just unbelievable I mean, we're going to touch on that um but but starting at finance that's yeah, where i yeah. see your journey start and then you went into strategy and 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 then going into board level tell us a bit about that sort of you know young alan at school and thinking through like where what's what's the journey look like in your head and then how did it sort of pan out as you went yeah well i mean it's probably what i'll do is i'll look at it from both points i'll look at it as you say almost the the personal alan and the alan journey but also the professional alan and how in effect that they both come together so if you go back you know to early days you know sort of finance and accountancy were always a sort of you know a, a bit of a passionate school i enjoyed it i was good about good at it my mother had been in banking and then sort of started to sort of sow the seeds of of what the, the world of accountancy could look like but even from a, a very early age i still had focus in a bit of if you want to call it the deal doing side of things so you know even going back you know early age of actually you know probably amongst my peers at school having the, the, the probably the largest and most profitable paper round which from then they you know then took me into a whole sort of series of journeys when i when i when i when i when i learned to drive i then set up a, a clothing business uh i then got into cl club nights i at 19 i had a uh a, a glass recycling business um and then as i said went into printing club nights then get into property so and really so as, as i was then you know i start my my early years of of doing my you know financial you know accountancy qualifications at the same time i was getting a bit of life learning running alongside that and probably early in life i was you know there's the saying that people uh you know you know you know they, they, they don't plan to fail they just fail to plan and you know in my early 20s that you know there was a, there was a book i read at the time and i actually came up initially mentally in my head and then down in a bit of paper coming up with a, a life plan and that life plan covered all aspects of it from the things I wanted to do to the the jobs I wanted to do to the experiences I wanted to have etc and there were certain milestones and that plan has went, went through, through 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 life so from a professional point of view then you know I get you know I got a, a sort of traineeship with um one of the energy companies in Scotland I then went into the nuclear industry from there and finished my you know accountancy qualifications and then moved eight, eight years into to, 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 to banking but probably again early on my, my you know I used to work with one of the the ex FD of, of BP and one of the advice he gave me he said look by the time you're in your mid-30s you know if you want to become that sort of c-suite executive you know as a CFO or whatever you want to try to get as much multi-experience across you know different roles 
uh, you know, if it's you know finance, learn all the different aspects of finance and strategy and 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 M and A, and 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 that will then help you when you get into that sort of C-suite position of that. Okay, you might have only done something some, something for a short space of time, but at least you will come at it mm -hmm. from the point of view of of an element of knowledge. So, you know, you know, during my time in in in, in both in the nuclear industry and then I spent eight years in and financial services that um it was very much focused about increasing that it, 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 that 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 knowledge and the sector knowledge and the, and and, uh, and really the depth and from there i then went into consulting but there was there, again there was method in the madness with it because you know i'd spent a number of years in in, in in industry and then in financial services having consultants come in and i thought you know what sometimes these guys have not necessarily got the war stories and scars and so I wanted to make sure the war stories and scars. Then I went into to consulting. I became a, you know, went into um, became a head of Scotland for consulting for logic at CMG, and then I was at KPMG, etc. There. So again, when I was going in to speak to clients, I was I was doing it from the point of view of I've sat on your side of the table. I've got that war story. I've got the star. I've got the success. I've got the failure. Here's what you can do. And I've, so I've been very structured in my 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 well, certainly. Always appears to be structured. My thinking structured. There's been a lot of you know a lot of luck along the way, but I've certainly tried to to think about it in a sort of clear path of how it will you know create multiple options and multiple options of or, or, of all the things that I want to do. Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's just uh, some good advice, right? Early in your career as well, being able to 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 get that that exposure. I think something that that that's that struck me is what, what you've just mentioned now is is having a an idea, a goal, a, a plan, um, thinking through what what am I doing in in the next few years, and where am I going? What what what's the what's the big end end goal and end game picture? Did you ever see yourself getting into an an advisory uh, role? You know, you've you're sitting in the C suite, but but you've actually gone almost past that, if if I could say. I mean, just tell us a bit about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I probably if you go back again early, early in my career, I always wanted to be a, become a CFO, an FD. That was my, you know, I didn't have aspirations at that point to be the CEO. I always thought that the CFO cut across every aspect of the business, knew everything. There was no area of the business I couldn't touch, and I felt that the, you know the CFO is, you know, that you know, you know, you know, really understood and really you know knew what made things tick, and was there as that number two in support to the CEO, but had a great depth and get depth and knowledge and could really influence and shape the business. And, and once I got to that point, again, going back to my life plan, I always had the idea if I didn't get quite to the, you know, I always wanted to become a FTSE 100 CFO. And I knew if I didn't happen that, there was other ways. And I did actually think I would go back into advising and, and, and consulting. But if you look at the experience I've had, you know, both in, uh, you, know, you know, I spent, you know, you know, 12, you know, the organization I was at before here that, you know, 12 years in the sort of the private equity, but we were very much operationally hands-on. You know, we took our experience and worked with the executive and the management team. So while I was still holding, you know, you know, non-exec or some executive positions within these businesses, even being the shareholder, you know, it was still very much working and shaping and advising and supporting and ultimately driving that shareholder value and, and basically influencing and also helping people you know you know take take that business forward so when we set up n4 which i know we, we can come back to what and you know give you a bit more of about n4 but it was really taking our experience as a team but also from the fund and saying right you know what there's so many fantastic businesses out there that are they're, they're, they're maybe at an inflection point they don't quite need necessarily 
investment. They might need a bit of advice, but they basically need someone to hold their hand and pull certain things at that point. So what we're trying to do is, is well, well, it's investment and advising that we're doing. You know, we do one-off projects, but it's really using our skill set as a team and our, le- and, and, and our learnings to help these businesses along, the, along their journey. And, and sometimes it's just purely as that one-off bit of advice or it's a bit of advice that could lead to investment or it's being an investor in it. Yeah, I'd, um, I, 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 one of the other po- uh, podcast shows that that I do, I talk a lot, lot about the um, the Euros journey. You know, if yeah. you watch, if you watch the, you know, the, the, the movies that you know that we watch. I mean, the Harry Potters and the um, the Star Wars and all that. You know, you go, you have the Euro going through ups and downs and roundabouts, and then you've got the Yodas or or you've got some guide or some aha moments and that that they go through and i think the advisor often is that yoda to to many to many clients and and i think that's a, that's a very it's it's a great place to be and 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 it, it it is very rewarding it must be rewarding because you don't you won't keep on doing something i mean with your kind of experience and knowledge if it didn't at least give you some personal kind of uh return on on investment and not just a financial yeah. <laughs> Tell, tell us a bit about some of those moments that you've gone through with 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 your clients. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think your your point is very valid in terms of that. You know, I, I try to you know the way we look on it is you know we want to we want to enjoy doing what we're doing. We obviously want to work with people that we want to enjoy working with. And you're you're right, the economics. If you take the first two boxes, generally the economics of it will, will, will follow. And you know, prior to the prior to the pandemic, that you know we very much looked at you know we were continually looking at deals and. America, South America, Australia, you know, across Europe. We weren't actually looking what was right on our doorstep, you know, within, you know, we're based in Glasgow, you know, we're, you know, we're a team, we're, you know, you, you, a little bit links into London with, you know, with, with a partnership, but, you know, we're very much, you know, Scottish focused. And and prior to the pandemic, I didn't really look at the businesses wrongly, didn't really look at the businesses that were right on our doorstep. And, you know, so the, the pandemic allowed us to focus when we set up N4 and, you know, we, we, we very much focus on that sort of SME entrepreneurial led business that are that, that, that are an inflection point. And, you know, recently, I, you know, one of our, our clients, you know, I, I was sort of telling them my, my, my story. And for the last 20 odd years, you know, I would almost introduce myself as the professional, Alan. And, you know, 25 years, finance, strategy, operational, blah, blah, blah. And then, but missed out the part of what truly who I am as a person. From going back to even my early roots, I talked about some of the 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 the, the businesses I've done myself, the things that I do outside of here. You know, you mentioned mm-hmm. that the, the, the running. So, you know, sometimes when you want, you know, when somebody's want to, you know, so when somebody needs help, okay, they they look at the CV and say, right, okay, great, you've worked here, you've worked here. But it's very much about, well, wait a minute, it's the person I'm buying. Okay, that person might give me access to funds or experience, but. It's very much having that 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 mm-hmm. connection. So, what I've found is over the last sort of twenty four months that you know, as soon as we've just told our story, the true story, rather than what's been that corporate story, you know, I, you, know you actually see people look at me or look at us slightly differently and say, mm-hmm. do you know what? Do you know what you guys are trying to do something different? We can see why, and from there, it's opened up a a lot of doors and. I think you know we're we're now. You mentioned earlier about the multi sector. You know we're we're now, you know you know okay. The prior to that, you know our you know our first fund was very much in the industrial focus. But now we're involved from clinical research to tech to mm-hmm. to, to, to to whiskey to, to to property. You know a whole series of, of sectors. But it's really using our skill set 
yeah. over the last, you know, as a team over the, over over many years. And that skill set is multi-transferable. There's maybe gaps where we'll pull in specialists to support us, but uh, you know, you know, ultimately, the, you know, people are buying you as the as the individual. You know, you and your experience, and you know, you and the team, and and the, and and what we can bring. Yeah, I love that, and and, and I think that point about. Um, there's that that's been a fundamental shift mentally for me on a lot of people that I've spoken to is that shift away from always wanting to look elsewhere for the better deals, you know, for the better businesses. And, and, and I, I'm a, I'm a, it gives me goosebumps just thinking about the, the localization of talent, you know, using the local people that have a local knowledge about local markets Although you think global in for your clients, but getting engaged with clients locally and helping them expand and grow, and I think that's that's a brilliant story, and that's 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 really for me one of the positives that have come out of this whole pandemic shift. I don't know how you feel about that. Oh, completely. As I said, you know, you know, wrongly we or rightly or wrongly we spent time looking out with. You know, you know, with, when we set up N4 back in, in in early 2020, and you know, you know, so, and a few people were coming to us and saying, "Look, can you maybe help me with this? Can you maybe help me with that?" And then we were trying to think really about what our strategy was going to be. And you know, I touched on it earlier that you know, as a you know, as a as a you know, as a PE guy or as an advisor guy, if I knock on someone's door, the Scottish markets, you know, you know, you know, fairly, you know, you know, small compared to the rest of the UK. There's a lot of you know, fantastic businesses, but Smaller scale, smaller revenues, but still have huge potential, not just to nationalize but globalize. And they're probably being scared of, you know, if you know, if you know Mr. Private Equity knocks on the door or Mrs. Private Equity knocks on the door and says they're like, oh, look, you know, what well, we don't understand it, you're trying to steal our business, or <laughs> as an advisor, or oh, wait a minute, you know, you know, you're going to charge big fees, you're going to tell me, you know, you know, no. Whereas we've tried to come up from the point of, you know, us as, as people and saying that, you know, our magic look. You know, if you're at that inflection point, look, we can actually help you in your journey and we can structure it whatever way, we can give you whatever advice and find a way to to help you take there based on our experience and our, our track record. And you know, you know, it was an example of one business involved in, in the clinical research space. I mean, you know, small in revenues, but phenomenally profitable. That the, the owner the owner manager there was, you know, very skeptical of 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 uh, of you know third party investment or advising, and he look, but it came to me and said, look, can you you know I'm thinking of selling, can you help me? And we went in and had a look at the, the the business and said, look, okay, can help you sell this business, no problem. But if I was you, I wouldn't sell. And the reason why I wouldn't sell is because what you're telling me now is that actually there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of growth potential in the business by diversification and mm-hmm. and, and opening up a, a lot of location. I said, but what we could maybe do is. Bring in a partner to help de-risk you, but bring in you know smart money can then help take it to the next level. And you know what you can continue in this journey for the next three to five years, and we can then exit at that point. So we went in, we took a, a small equity stake. You know, we get basically went in, restructured the management team, location, brought in a family office, an LRP fund, and then went in the journey of diversification. So now you know that that individual is now getting you know people around the table who are helping that business to take it. To the next level, but that was purely based on the the experience of it, but also our model. You know, well, you know, you know, if you ask, you know, if you maybe go tell our advisors, help me sell, great, they would think it's a sale mandate. That's what we do and move on. Whereas our mandate was, look, you know, we can go on that journey with you, and you know what, mm-hmm. and it's, it's 
it's proved great dividends for for that individual and now for the other for the other shareholders that have been brought to the table. I love that because because I think um, the, the the difficulty with 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 narrowing your focus in in terms of sort of being one thing means that you're missing out on on the entire journey and and uh, i mean you must have heard the 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 analogy of um if your only tool in your toolbox is is a hammer everything looks like a nail yeah you know um and unless you got the full toolbox you got the full toolkit and you know how to use the tools i mean it doesn't help you got a toolbox and you don't know how to use the tools the tools are out there the people are out there the the ability to deliver is out there but it's yeah. it's that philosophy, I think, and it's also that culture of saying, you know what, this person or this company, this 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 company, this organization we're looking at, is not just a transaction; it yeah. is actually a, 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 a living organism that probably needs to be nurtured a bit. It probably just needs a bit of help here, there, and everywhere, and 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 all of a sudden you go from from a, an an organization, and you can literally leverage off the base of that the person has started and do multiples of that and those are those are true growth stories because essentially that's what private equity does but with an advisory component i think that just takes it to that next next level higher i i don't know if you probably have one or two case studies around that or maybe you've got a few anecdotes you want to share about that yeah, I mean, like, and and how we, as I said, you know, and it's worthwhile probably actually saying as 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 N four, you know, how we actually, you know, what, you know, how, how you know how we would describe ourselves, and you know, we very much are that, you know, we work with the, you know, the SME entrepreneurial led business who are at that inflection point, and you know, we 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 we're, we're we're there to take them on the journey, but there's there's two parts to the business, you know, the first one's the investment side, so we've got, you know, you know, we're FCA regulated, we've got third party capital, there's a current run out fund we're working on, we're looking at future fundraises. We're just about to actually launch a, a, a venture fund where we've developed an investability rating system round. So that's very much, if you want to call it, the third part, third party capital side. Mm. The other side, you've got the advisory. And there's two parts to that. There's the traditional corporate finance, you know, the, 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 the M&A, the fundraise, operational execution, strategy, op, you know, uh, strategy execution, etc. You know, again, done on a one-off basis. We've, we've, we've worked from PLCs right down to, to startups across multi-sector. But where we sort of really see the value add is, is sort of the next layer up from that is what we, what we call is our portfolio advisory. And this is where we are, you know, we've got, you know, you know, you know, a number of you know multi-clients that sit in that space. You know, renovation to us is done in a, in a variety of forms from either project fees or retainers or sweat equity or we take an equity stake or whatever. But we're going in that 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 journey. And again, it's still, you know, it, it, it's, it's multi-sector. And in the middle, we've actually got a direct investment arm where we self as as in four invest directly in, into businesses. And we've got a number of, you know, we've got a number of businesses that sit within that. But really that that uh, you know, your point in terms of moving from that one-off advisory project to the, the portfolio is okay, you build the relationship, there's the trust, mm. mantra is powered by partnership. You know, you know, but you know, you appreciate at the start of any any relationship, you've got to build up that trust and go on the journey. So, the one-off project at times allows, you know, both the client and us to to understand: can we add value here? Can they see the value we add? And mm. then, in turn, but we're very clear from the start is that you know, you know, we want to go on that journey. You get access 
we we're, we're very fortunate in four we've got you know a you know a, a you know a team of you know very highly capable individuals you know from from you know from the corporate finance you know to to accountancy to to legal to engineering to 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 uh, to the entrepreneur to you know that work multi sector from analysts right up mm-hmm. to CEOs chairman whatever we've got an advisory board we've we've brought you know a We've got, you know, our, our, our chairman, uh, Benny Higgins, he's, you know, a, a, a titan of financial services in the UK. We've put in a human performance and well-being coach, which we can come on and talk about later. You know, we've got an operational people, financial people, basically associates that, that work so that, that you know, when, when when you engage with N4, we're, 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 we're a small team, but you get access to the whole team and it is the team who are delivering that project and working with you. So mm-hmm. when I'm talking, I'm talking about from my experience or when one of the other partners or one of the other directors or managers are talking about from their experience as well as the team's experience of how we can actually help people on that journey. Hmm. Yeah, it's a true, a truly uh, sort of synergistic, sort of the true sort of bringing of, 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 of minds. I want to, I want to sort of just get an understanding because you had both the entrepreneurial background and you had the structured training era, uh, being a CFO, you know, it's all about debits and credits and, and, you know, it's books have to balance and, and there's a structure and a process that has to be followed. And obviously there's compliance and regulation governance and all that, you know, the stuff that you really can't get, get around. And then you've got sort of more the people element and, and the ideas and the strategy and so on. And, and, and do you, I've seen certain organizations um, struggle with this conflict between structure and strategy because they, they, they often seem to be the, almost the yin and yang of, of, of a business because how much structure is important versus how much strategy and at what point do I start thinking strategy and then structure or do i look at structure and then start then look at what i've got and work out strategy so tell me what your philosophy is i know most most people that i speak to have have different views on this and i'd like to get your view on it <laughs> well i mean you mentioned there from the from the from my training point of view and then you mentioned it as an individual and then from the experiences that i've had that Okay, you know, you know, the, you know, the pillars of success are, you know, of any business are very much about, you know, organizational structure, process and, and system, you know, you know, culture and people, and then I suppose the, the client stroke customer. And you've got to have a solid platform to to to, to begin. But you know, if I take in the in the journey of N4, we were we were we were fortunate that we had the, you know uh, a run out fund that basically helped us to to set up the business. But we were very much doing both the the, the structure. And, and and the strategy together and i think one of the benefits of that was it allowed us to be relatively fluid in terms mm-hmm. of our approach and also look at you know if i look back at what's happened over the last you know 24 months not, not just the pandemic but how n4 has has developed you know if we'd sat down you know at the start and said we could have come up with our strategy look and and then put a platform around it well look the, 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 it's, it's changed and it's changing day by day. So I think very much you've got to have a solid platform, but it's got mm. to be fluid, it's got to be dynamic. You know, you know, we, we've tried to create a relatively flat structure here and so, so that, you know, in terms of experience, it's not about pe- putting people in boxes, it's about being part of a team. You know, we've tried to make sure that we, we're putting the right processes and systems that are, again, are, are, are dynamic to, to, to as, we, as we evolve and, and, uh, and, and bring the business model on. But you know, bring on the, the the right culture, and I think that's that's important. I mean, mm. and then we just recently we brought in we brought in a number of of, of, of interns, and 
And you know, you know, just touching on a very quick story, you know, we brought up one intern who's just about to start university. He came in, and and during the, during his time in the first week, I'd, I'd been on to LinkedIn, and uh, you know, I was looking at Harvard, Harvard Business School alumni class had, had re recently done a a class in the a reunion in the metaverse. And so anyway, so I said to um, I said to the intern, I said, what, what I'd like you to do is at the end of the week, do a, give, give a presentation on the metaverse, what it is, you know, and how we can, and how we can use it in N N four, how it can help our our business and our clients and the way forward. Mm -hmm. So anyway, this this young person did a you know an absolutely fantastic presentation, and when I was looking looking at it now, I see myself as very much as a, a change agent. You know, I you know I, I'm up for change. I believe in giving people opportunities and blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, I'm still I've still got you know years of experience and and and, and, and but it's been ground into me in a certain way, and we need to look at all areas. So. One of the ideas when, when, you know, myself and one of our partners, you know, got, got at the same time and said, look, we need to find a way of actually tapping into, now, this isn't new age thinking, but actually tapping into some of these, some of this young thinking. So one of the things we're about to roll out is that we're going to not just, you know, bring in a small number of, like, if you want, either like, uh, you know, you know, you know, people at university or college or even apprenticeship or just young people, different experiences, different backgrounds and pay them a small amount of money each month and get them to do a little project and come in and just share their learning so that we can actually start to see some of the things that the young are, you know, and again, make me sound old, but, you know, but we need to be taking learnings from 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 from, from, from everyone and, and what's happening in the market, different locations, different thinking, different ways of, of doing things so that we can we can actually help the businesses we work with and our, our clients and our portfolio companies as as as, as we move forward. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's absolutely uh, spot on. And and if if you had told me um, three years ago or five years ago something like TikTok would be overtaking everything else, you know, Metaverse is already one step further past that. But even even doing the shorts, as they call them, you know, YouTube has had to change. They're doing shorts now. Uh, Instagram is doing shorts as an example and, and all these these technologies are shifting away from different types of engagement with with, with clients and, and so on and and it's very very interesting because if you had told me sort of three or five years ago that that I'd be interested in putting some content onto TikTok I mean imagine that and all of a sudden it's like you have to you got no choice um uh, and it's it's now the, the you know the, the younger generation coming through. They're saying more than I think it's just over sixty percent of their searches are no longer on Google or YouTube. It's now on on TikTok. You know they they searching for things to help them and to advise them and and all that on a platform that I would consider a toy uh -huh. yes. some years back. Now it's become a proper player. I mean, even Netflix, which is not a which is a, a, a non-linear competitor to TikTok, has suffered, I think, from 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 TikTok. If you if you think about their viewership has dropped, um, and and TikTok is just sort of going up and up and up. As an example, I mean, the metaverse is going to be massively interesting, um, and it's it's almost like how do you keep at the sharp edge of things? Without losing the principles involved, and I think what what where where I see and when I look at look at your your profile, I look at at, at very specific things that 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 you've managed to to maintain in terms of the changes. And I think if you look back, hindsight is always brilliant. 
if you think, if you go back, uh, you know, Facebook only started, I think Facebook and YouTube only started in 2006. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the century. And now it's like old. It's like, oh, you know, that's that's just really old. And and you look at TikTok, it's brand new. But in, in five years' time, where will it be? I mean, things like Uber didn't exist some years back. And all of a sudden, everybody's Ubering around. You even get your food by Uber or whatever it is that you use, you know, the deliveries and so on. But if I look at some of the principles, so you've got things like you drive year and year growth, but you talk about shareholder value, which is a core principle. So you've got to drive that. Customer satisfaction, which will never change. Um, increased profitability through organic growth, which is critical. I think you can you can throw money at, at advertising and so on, but a, a company needs to needs to provide value and needs to provide um, a reason for existence. You know, and if you if you are growing organically, um, it's easier to scale on top of that to speed that up. But you've got to be able to grow organically. And then things like strategic acquisitions, which is critical, process improvements, which are those, those incremental improvements, complex business transformations. So that's when you really go and, and do a complete redo of, of the way things work. I mean, many of those have got core principles in, involved. And, and, and I'm a big believer in principles never change. Mm -hmm. I think Jeff, Jeff Bezos, as an, as an example, says, what are the things that will never change with a human being? It's people want things uh, quicker, uh, better quality, uh, and cheaper. <laughs> mm -hmm. So those are core things that will never change. Um, uh, and, and I think, you know, we, we can't lose just because there's the newest gadget. Is, it, is that going to still deliver the principle based that, yeah. that we're looking? When I look at, 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 your, at your background, I think that's what sticks out for me is, is that operating a board level, uh, level with strong multi-sector experience Robust strategic visions, acquisition strategies, and, and and sustainable expansions. And 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 if you can just talk around for me, sort of what what are, what do you think? You know, if you could sort of pluck out a few things that stand out for you as core principles that 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 have that have sort of steadied the ship for you. Because I mean, if you look at a ship, it's got a ballast, it's got a way of not bopping all over the place, but it's a, it's got a way of steadying it. What is what are your steadying principles? If you, if you can share one or two of them. Yeah, I mean, I'll come at it from a few points. I mean, one of the things I mentioned earlier about the, the principles and the pillars of success, I think, you know, you know, from the structure, processing system, all of that, that 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 is critical in a solid platform, which will allow you to to basically go and deal with whatever headwinds or tailwinds come at you. I think that actually one of the things that we've always looked at is that how do we, you know, we're living in a, a world of, you know, continual change, but, you know, without going into everything that's happening in the world at the moment from, Ukraine, cost of living, then go back to COVID, et cetera. But we, you know, prior to that, we always tried to look at how could we develop a business that was relatively recession-proof and, and one that could actually, it didn't always require, you know, that acquisition to allow it to grow. It was one where, you know, could we take, you know, a, a, a regional business and globalise it? How would we go about that? How could we or, organically grow? So I suppose one of, you know, you know, our, our, you know, successes in the past was, you know, we, we took a, a, a business which was, you know, circa 45 million revenue in over a four and a half year period, took it to, uh, you know, to an excess of 300 million. And that was done by about 60% sort of um, 
organic growth and 40% acquisition. But it was really setting out the strategy at the start of, but you, what you said there about this, about the, 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 the principles. But, you know, if you take those principles, develop it into your, your strategy of, right, okay, where can this business go? And, relative, and, and sounding obvious, it's about having, having that plan. How do we execute on it? Okay, it's got to change as, as you go through. But, you know, trying to, you know, based on the, 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 the factors that are coming around, follow that plan, execute it, because you've put the plan based on experience. Mm -hmm. you put the plan based on market. Okay, you need to you you, you, you need to tweak it. And that's when, it, in that example, when we took that business, it was, it went from one manufacturing location to nine, went from five you know, 500 employees to two and a half thousand, went from a presence in 25 countries to, to, over, a, to, to, to over 100. But it was very much following that, you know, how do we create a sustainable business model? How do we, you know, you know, have a basically create the value for the shareholders that ultimately, you know, you know, you know shareholder growth over a four and a half year period, you know, current, you know, current investors want to at least double their money, treble their money over that sort of period. So how do we actually almost mm. work back, but at the same time work forward to 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 get there? But underpinning it all was those those those, those pillars. It was always about. No, people having the right people, you know, recruiting them, training them. If it was down to to to, to funding, how did we get the right funding structure? Like, you know, what was the right organizational structure, the right locations? You know, well, maybe we couldn't do it. The, you know, maybe we had to go look at joint ventures or agent agreements or whatever. It was basically just trying to you know look at everything as a Rubik's cube and how do you actually try to get it to the way that you want to to get it? If that's all the colors have got to be the same. Mm. And it's definitely a methodology. So, I mean, your 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 foundation comes from being able to look at things as a you know that's one of your core core sort of I think attributes is is the ability to take all these moving parts that are constantly moving in a moving market <laughs> and and navigate this this um, entity through you know the ups and downs and so on. Um, when 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 I look at some of the some of the other things, I mean, you talk, you talk about being a motivational leader and so on, and 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 empowering others really to generate new ideas. I mean, that surely is is one of the the core principles for me in what what you do is is to be able to bring the right team together and to let them generate the ideas because no one person has all the ideas. Well, I, I'm, I haven't met anybody with all the the ideas, but. But but you rather get the team together, and you and you talk a lot about N four having a really good team together, and a lot of the idea generation um, uh, or creation comes from having the right people in the room. Yeah, would you agree? Com completely. I mean, I mean, the, the words you you know when you, you when when you replay it, the words that I put down. I mean, ultimately, okay, I put there. You no, know, you know, I you know, a motivational leader. You know, people. You know, it's it's other people who make that decision. And, and and basically judge that and you know it's based you know based on feedback based on the experience that what people have told me but uh, but it's very much about empowering people and giving people the, the the opportunity and as you say not one person has the ideas not you know not 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 one person can can, can make it happen but sometimes you've got to you know you know take, take that experience and pull the people together and help them see the way forward and you know you, you know openness and you know I mentioned earlier that we try okay with within N four, but of course there's a structure. People have titles, people have manager titles, director titles, whatever partner titles. You know, but mm. but ultimately it's very much about a team. And you know, and, and you win as a team. You, you know, you 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 fall as a team. You know, you know, you know. At, at times, 
No, there's a philosophy. You know, people rather would win as an individual but fail as a team. Well, to be honest, I'd rather win as a team. And if it means I fail as an individual, but it's about the, it's the team. That, well, that's what will move us forward. I mean, we, we're creating a, a business here that will help our clients long past my, mm. hopefully long past my ownership of it. It's something that goes into the to, to, to the future. But, you know, if people don't, you know, you touched on it earlier, if people don't come in to do a job and enjoy it, you know, they shouldn't be doing it we sh or we should look to change it to make sure that they do enjoy it because you know, the one thing that the pandemic has all t talked about you know is we've all learned from you know, it's about getting experiences it's about you know appreciating what you have it's about you know using your learnings and sharing it with others you know and it's about trying to move everyone forward because you know that 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 is the way that we will win yeah and and i think what 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 i uh, sort of uh, deduce from a lot of the things that you're saying is that that your philosophy, a lot about that is 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 about engaging something bigger than you as a person. It's yeah. it's about it's about the collective. It's not so much just about you know how well is Alan doing. It's more about how 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 are we doing? You know how are we doing as a team? And and am I doing enough to help my team perform? Yeah, because one of the things we we um, we did at the start of the pandemic. So we we brought in a human performance and wellbeing coach. And, you know, people will say, oh, Brett, what is that? You know, it's maybe the latest buzzwords or whatever it is. But so if this was a, a, a friend of mine who I'd you know, known for a number of years. He was ex-military. He um, was one of the few people to be captured in Cambodia by Camilla Rouge and, and set free. You know, he was badly injured in a landmine explosion. But he, um, he you know, now he's you know, a motivational uh, speaker and he works with organisations. So I you know, said to him, like, over the years we'd worked together and, terms of you know either helping me or maybe doing some of the things with the businesses and I said look we're now you know we're, we're now we're, well I didn't know if it was the middle beginning or or, 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 or the start when we, when, I, when we spoke but at the start of the pandemic I said to him look we've got all these people you know working from home in their business and, and the businesses we're involved in you know how do we actually look at this that helps the individual you know helps the business helps the individual and helps the businesses and so what we did was, you know, every few weeks we got, you know, so Chris basically we did a online, um, you know, Teams call to say, right, okay, where are we at? Look, okay, the world's not quite as bad as what we think. You know, how do we actually, and you know, and it was almost how do we become a, I wouldn't use the language that he, he used, but it was how do we take it from being, you know, the the negativity of of the pandemic, but actually be a pandemic blossom, and mm -hmm. we get that into our way of of, of thinking. And so that was something that we did, and we, you know, it was there for you know for 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 individuals in the team or the team as a whole, to basically make sure that the individuals were in the best frame of mind. They felt the best they could for their families, for where they were, for what was happening in, in, in life, but also at the same time help us within the business and the businesses that we had in our our, our fund, which you know we're trying to maximise shareholder value for, and we were looking to exit, etc. All at the same time, so it was mm. it was it's having the right, you know, the, the 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 right toolkit, and that toolkit is you know in, involves people, and, the, the, and we keep saying it, their experiences to then help mm. each other, and that you know that was a you know that was one of the things that when we did that as a I suppose as a PE business, you know certainly from from what I've been told, there wasn't many other PE businesses or advisor businesses that went out there and and recognised that and said as an okay here's an individual who's actually got you know some real life you know. What you know, life experiences that you know are, and actually has turned it into a way to help motivate the individual that's focused not mm -hmm. just on what's happening in the workplace, but it's helping them at, at home and family.
Yeah, and, and I think human beings suffer from this recency bias. You know, it's, it's only what's recently happened to me is what makes me decide on what my next step is. And we very seldom, as human beings, and I think it's just the human condition, able to look at things from a big picture, sort of, you know, let's step back. There are actually worse things than some of the things that are busy happening. There are actually things that, that are out of our control and we can do nothing about. All we can control is what we think what we can do right now uh, and so on. And, 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 and I really, I, I like that. I mean, when you and I had a conversation so, some weeks back, I think that was one of the things that, that, that sort of stuck out for me was that sort of feather in, in your cap in, in terms of an N4 as an organization and yourself as the lead, as a leader in the organization to say, look, there's this sort of cake is nice, but cake with icing on it is even better. You know, yeah. you know, it depends, you know, that's just an analogy. I don't know if you, you know, people, some people can't have sugar and blah, blah, blah. But, but, but if, if you think about um, it's just, it just rounds things off, isn't it? It smooths things out. It actually makes things better. And a lot of times it's mindset. And I want to come to, to, to some of the experiences that, that mindset, when you're doing the marathons and you got to, you got to go through just briefly what it is that you do in terms of the marathons, because I think that's fascinating. I'm, I also love ultra marathons, but I've only done, you know, the bit, the furthest I've done is a 90 kilometer. Um, and, okay. and I've not done what you've done. Okay. So I, I want, I want you to share that, but I want you yeah. to bring that back into business in terms of sort of mindset, because there are times when you out there putting yourself out there, there are times when potentially a little bit of doubt could creep in. Um, something could go wrong. Not, things could go that have happened that are not expected. Um, and I mean, if you get a visual, uh, and I and I encourage um, the audience to to go and have a look at at, at the actual event. Uh, I'm, I'm going to leave it to you to explain and and to run through. But but it's it's amazing. And I, but I think there's a lot of life lesson that you can bring back into business out of the, out of that experience. I'm um, just share a bit of that experience with us and, and sort of what you've brought back from that. Yeah, no problem. And I've, I've, by the fact you've said you've done a, a 90 K, I presume from your homeland, you did the comrades, but, uh, but we can talk about that later. But, uh, <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, so the, so Ben you're referring to is it's, you know, it's the marathon de Sable, uh, which, you know, you know, CNN class that I think is the, the toughest foot race in in the world. I mean, I you know that's that's up to other people to to judge it. But it was tougher. I'm sure there's things tougher. But you know, it's you know it's an event. It's a multi-state event. It's you know it's it's uh, six stages over over seven days. It's you know it's equivalent of you know they say it's seven marathons in in, in, in seven days. It's over. It's based in uh, sub-Sahara in uh, South Morocco. Over you know multi-terrain from from sand dunes to dry riverbeds to uh, to, to 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 rock paths, uh, it's self-sufficiency. You carry everything from the week. So basically, from when you're you arrive out in the in the desert on the Friday, from the Saturday afternoon, it's basically whatever you've got in your rucksack. When the event starts on the Sunday morning to the following Saturday, that's it. The only thing you're given is water each day. And at the end of each day, they've basically set up what's a, a, a bivouac, in effect, a, a campsite where they put almost a bit of carpet out as a, and a bit of, you know, a, 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 bit of, a bit of carpet and, you know, an almost, almost like a canvas cover with sticks and that's your, your tent for the evening. So all your food and everything else is in your your, your backpack. And it's it's self-sufficiency. It's you against you. That's that that's it. The background to, to how I, I, I ended up doing it is in a, 
it's maybe a very sad sad admission from uh, being a, 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 a West of Scotland male, but um, you know, it was really drunk as a result of a, in a, an evening spent drinking with one of my friends who was ex ex military, um, and he'd completed it before, and he said, like, you know, you know, a bit one of those ones. I don't think you could do this, Alan. And you know, uh, and being that sort of stubborn person, went and looked at it. Said, yeah, had a few drinks. Said, of course I can do it. Looked at it the next morning, having never really ran a ten k, although I'd done a lot of sport. I thought, do you know what? I can do this. You know what? It's you know, it's, it's if I can get the mindset right, I can get my body into shape. I can do this. So hmm. that, that that you know, I, I basically you know, a year and a half later, I was I was standing in the start line. I've I've completed the event twice, but. Standing in the start line, the hardest part of any event, it doesn't matter whether it's a 5K, a 10K, a, a walk, a game or whatever, the normal person, well, yeah, I class myself as, as a normal person, gets to the start line, have at least relatively prepared, relatively understanding what they're going to do. Well, it's mm -hmm. 70, 80, 90%. Okay, there's people out there that will be done every bit of training, they'll have everything nailed, that's fine. But the normal person gets to the start line understanding and having you know prepared for it so the hardest part of any of these things is getting to the start line it's the you know it's the time spent before it's the preparation it's the training it's the, the long hours it's thinking about the nutrition it's understanding your kit it's the you know getting up in the cold mornings or nights or whatever to to really prepare to 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 to, to get you there and you know i went there in the basis that you know what i can do this this was about me this was about, you know what, if I can if I can achieve this, you know what, I can achieve, I can achieve anything. And I've always been of that philosophy that, you know what, you know, you, we, we can't, we can't, you know, we, we can achieve what we set out to, 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 to do. So the event itself, the first time I, I did it, it was, um, you know, you, you're, you're going into the unknown, as I said, I completed it. It was, it was, it was tough. You go through extreme, extreme highs and lows, and I'll, I'll relate it back to business shortly, but so, you know, during the extreme highs, you're in the middle of, you know, going up sand dunes, there's sand everywhere, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's about, um, the event's been in existence now 30, just over 30 years, and each year there's about eight or 900 people do it. So, you know, the extreme highs have seen incredible, you know, uh, the, the surroundings around about you, with, where it, where it's, um, where it's, 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 it's basically right just outside Quartazat, it's called Quartazat, where you, where you do the event. Which is where they actually filmed some of the Star Wars movies. So you can get the idea of some of the, the locations if you're a Star Wars fan. But you no, know, see, so you're going through the extreme highs of thinking this is fantastic. You know what? You know, look what I'm doing. Look what I'm achieving. Uh, and then you go to extremely low, very dark places, thinking, how can I put one step in front of me? And thinking, what am I doing here? And and one of the stages was um, that year was uh, was 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 ninety kilometers, so it was the longest stage. It sort of builds up and comes back down over the six stages. And I'm thinking, you know, I've went through three days of of hell. I'm now standing. I know if I can get through today, I'm going to finish this. But you know, standing in the start line, you know, thinking I've got ninety k. My backpack's getting lighter, but my feet are just shot. I'm going about you know hit ten kilometers of sand dunes, then rock paths. And the tears coming down my my face. If I'm honest, thinking, what am I doing here? This is why, why, you then you know. So if I then jump for jump forward to the to the finish line, so at the end of the you know the, the, the end of the, the day six, you, you cross the line, and crossing the line was a sense of of anticlimax. You'd went through extreme highs, extreme lows, but you'd went in a process. 
Hmm. The process in that case, well, it's in business, whatever, that process for me was, you know, get to the checkpoint, get water, are my feet okay? You know, then get to the next point at night, you know, get food, you know, water, feet, sleep, get up, you know, checkpoint, whatever. And you go into this process for like seven days. So when you actually cross the finish line, it's like, you know, and somebody almost puts a medal around your neck and you're, you're given like a, like a poly bag with like a sandwich in it or whatever and juice and you're sitting there and you sit down and you think, is that it? And it's not, actually, it's not actually until afterwards that you actually, and, you know, you, okay, the pain goes quickly, the memories last forever, but you actually think, you know what, look what I actually achieved, look what I look what I did. And the, the learnings that you take that both as a as a person, but also you can, you know, as a person who you live your life, but you can take into business and, and share. But, you know, people always go, oh, you know, I could never do that or I wouldn't want to do that. But actually, it's not, it's not that. It doesn't matter but whatever it is. It's just putting the right, preparation in place and you know what the right mindset you will get through it you're going to have extremely tough times of course you are nothing in life is as they you know you know they, they say is easy but you know nothing but it's you know it's, it's, it's you you see the true person and and, and you, you know it's about being stand up to, to, to account so you know you cross the line and actually and, and everyone round about you or your family or friends when you're back it's fantastic and you're going i'm not really getting this you know yet but it's that then does sink in but it then you know, it does actually help you when you're, you know, you're helping with some of the young guys and girls and, you know, and the people in the business or businesses and actually saying, you know what, you know, the learnings that you take from that of, of, of preparation through to, to achievement and the, and the feelings of high and low and, and what you do in, in, in crisis, you can apply that into to business. And, you know, and given a couple, you know, one or two business analogies, I mean, everyone has, has challenges and some of the deals you learn more from deals that don't happen than do. I mean, like you know, if every deal went well, the what that'd be great, but that's not reality. You know, mm -hmm. so you need that the war stories and scars. And the, you know, you know, I, I went back to the Sahara for for the second time, and the reason why I went back a second time was because I wanted to take the learnings from the first time and some of the the, the errors that I made, so that when I went back to it, I could actually then go to try to push myself to my full potential. And having no, and, and and taking that taking take, taking the lessons to be prepared and knowing now knowing what I was going to expect. So it's a bit like from a, from a business point of view, the deal that fails, you know, that deal's failed. Why did it fail? Okay, we learn from it, right? How do we make sure that doesn't happen the next time? Or the business that's got a challenge, right? Why did it happen? And you know, and it's and, and it's 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 just it's just trying to have. And you touched on it earlier that, of having, you know, the the the. The, the 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 methodologies in business or the methodology in training or the methodology of putting in something based on that experience a plan that works for you or your business or your or what or what you're trying to achieve and and and, and that and, and that's it so uh yeah so I, i'm considering going back for the third time i must admit so yeah i would i would encourage you to do that because I, I think the first two were just practice runs for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't know if i don't i don't uh, yeah don't know if my family would agree, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. So I mean, but I, I think there's there's uh, in these types of sports, not everyone can do it, of course, and and and, but it would be to take on a challenge that's bigger than you and to overcome it, and you learn that resilience, but you also learn that that there's no need to panic, there's no need to the, the mindset. Um, I, I, on every Friday and, and it's moving now to Wednesdays, but um. I have a Q&A session where I talk about professional services, businesses, and so on, where where we look at 
at different things about how does a professional service business scale or grow and 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 the ups and downs of of having a professional service business because it can be you could be flying one day and the next day you could be like oh shoot it's it's gone it's canceled all of a sudden you've got a payroll to meet or whatever it is or a, cli a good client of yours is now annoyed with you or whatever it is or well something just or there's a regulation that's changed you planned it this way and now there's a different thing that's happened. So, you know, don't panic. It's, you know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Go through your paces, go, just be patient, be resilient, overcome the, the, the pressures as they come, because you know what, keeping at it is what gets you through. Yeah. Don't stop. And I think what, what I've seen in a lot of businesses through the pandemic and so on, where your, 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 your characters that are resilient, those that can think past the, um, I think the, the 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 pressures of the moment, the, those, you know, when it feels entirely overwhelming, where it feels like I can't do this anymore, and those people that have been able to break through that were the ones that were the winners. Those that gave up or stopped, sometimes you just have to put the next foot in front of the other. And I think that's probably the the what I take from your from your experiences is like your feet are sore. You, you, you're in pain. You probably have a few blisters. You probably, you're, you're, you know, every part of your body is aching. Just waking up is already a difficult thing in the morning, or you probably didn't even sleep well one or two nights. I mean, there could be re a whole lot of reasons why you could have quit. You said, look, you know what? I've done three days. I've done well. It's okay. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going home. Uh, you could have done that. I'm sure. Or, or maybe not. Or maybe they drop you off. And then you got to make it to the end. <laughs> I suppose oh, you can yeah. get on a camel there. Eh? I think that's hard work. You can get onto a camel, they'll they'll take yeah. you back. As long as long as you beat the camel at the end of every day, then you're you're allowed to stay in the event for the next day. But you're you're right. Look, it was it was one step, one step, one step, and even simple things like you no, know, you know, counting in my head, something you know, in the dark moments, saying, you know what, you know, I'm going to count it 20, 20 steps, and if I need to stop for a break, that's fine. You know what? And just it was that like continual one step at a time to 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 get you there. But and interesting that you know and, and you touched on it as well that that for me that you know okay I, I've achieved that event, I've done it, that's great. But you know it's it 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 was done for me, but it's amazing when you when when people do hear that you've done it or speak to you about it. You know, it actually, you know, you can you, you it, it almost it's a bit of you know, you know what, you know, Wait a minute! You can actually achieve what you want to say. You know, most people go, oh, "I couldn't do it," and they'll think, "Well, well, well, maybe you can." And so there's a bit more. It, it maybe helps people spur them, spur them on to do something. But as I said, it's it's one step at a time. It's not, you know, it's the the, the old analogy. So, yeah, and it, it's highly relate, relatable because I think everyone has had a type of challenge, whether it's physical or, or otherwise, in their lives, and they've overcome it. But you, you, you've, you've, you chose simply probably the most difficult one just to, you know, prove <laughs> that you could to yourself, I'm sure, but, and to your mate. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. I, 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 I only did my first official marathon after I'd done the first marathon to Sable. I hadn't actually done a proper official marathon until after. So, yeah, I decided just to jump in at the deep end and make sure yeah, that... Why not? Why, why, why even do a marathon, you know? Okay, so we're, we're at the end of the hour, and I, and I, I still want to have that, uh, Ellen, an opportunity just to to hear about in for what you do for clients and how people can get hold of you. Uh, should they want to engage? Should, should they want to sort of make use of your services and so on? Tell us a bit about in for and 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 how and how people can reach out. 
Yeah, as I said, look, look we're 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 a, a you know a, a Glasgow-based firm, but we very much you know we've got experience of operating globally. We've dealt in global businesses, uh, you know, built regional businesses and and, and globalised them. You know, we we are you know looking to expand across the UK. We've worked across multi-projects, both Scotland, UK, and and beyond. You know, you know, our, our website's n4partners.com. You know, we're on LinkedIn, N4 Partners. The types of things, look, you know, we really want to work with, with clients who are at that inflection point. They're, they're they're going they're going in that journey. They're going in that as we refer to the NDS, the mar- the multi-day journey. And every day is going to bring different experiences. It's going to require different skill set. It's going to require sounding board. You know, and and we are there. We we're an experienced team. Of you know of, of of individuals from multi-sector, multi-background, you know, uh, very very diverse in in, in thinking and, and and train of thought, and uh, you know we 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 are we're, we're we're using our experience to help businesses grow and, and go on that that journey. You know, it could be the one-off project from the you know the, t- the traditional corporate finance, or it could be from the PE side looking for investment. Again, we we have access to third-party third-party capital, but we very much want to you know. You know, you work with that. That they, 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 you know, it can be the larger organisation, but we see it as the SME, you know, entrepreneurial-led business that are at that inflection point, and we're very much, you know, powered by partnership and 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 what we do. Yeah, because it's in in your name, N Four Partners, and it's all about partnership and and so on and working together. It's not us knowing more than you, and therefore you need to listen to us. It's it's let's join you. Let's put your arms put our arms around each other, and let's let's go in the same direction. So I, I really like that. Uh, it's been a fascinating hour uh, spending with you, Alan. Thank you so much for your time. Thank yeah, you for no contributing. Um, do you have a, f- a final sort of one or two sort of golden nugget takeaways as a final word? Yeah. Um... Well, I mean, like, you know, one of them I said earlier on, I mean, it, it's, and it, it, it's the obvious one that, you know, people don't plan to fail, they just fail to plan. And it's like anything, it's setting your stall out about where you want to get to and 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 and, and how you want to achieve it. And, you know, and the chances are, if you if you do that, you will you will execute, you'll deliver and you'll you'll know where you want to get to. But probably the, the, the last one for me is like, and everything that you, you you do, it's about it's about having fun. It's about working with people that you want to work with. And you know what? You know, if you're chasing economics, if you're doing the first two, that you know, the economics will will follow, and it's it is, and it's about trying to make a difference every day. So yeah, that's you know, that's really that way we, we we try to live our life at N four, and even like in the name, so the N four itself, the four is the little seed that was the partners, the four friends, the four colleagues, four that basically started this. But the N really stands for well, it was N four, the power of four. The N's actually the nucleus. The N's about the whole team. You know, it's, it's encompassing of, of our clients and of, 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 of the businesses. And that's really what makes it all about. The force, just the little seed that started it, but everything else comes from the from the nucleus and the heart. Love it. Absolutely love it. It was a great way to finish the, the episode. And thank you very much for, for joining us today. I'm going to say goodbye to our audience. And, um, and, and if you don't mind staying on just for a few minutes, um, I was going to say goodbye to everyone. And then um, I'm going to have a chat to you now. Alan, thanks again. Much appreciated. Yeah, no, thank you very much. I appreciate your time, Dudley, as well. Thank you. So th- thanks, um, Alan, and uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us today on our, another episode of uh, 100 Days and Beyond. Um, that it's What a what a wonderful journey and, and, and what, what a wonderful person. I, I think Alan has, has, has highlighted that um, it's not just in the transaction. Changing people's lives, working with 
organizations are made up of people and and the impact and and the the positive nature of actually going out and doing good doing your work doing what you thoroughly enjoy but doing so with a with with a with a positive mindset and a positive uh, um, outcome and then also that the <laughs> That that saying about you know those who who fail to, fail to plan plan to fail and, and and I think that that probably sums it up in terms of what, one of the big takeaways there. But Alan was absolutely fantastic. But you know it's a lot more than just transactions. But knowing your stuff, having the right toolbox, having the right skills around the toolbox, and then being able to apply it in a way that that brings people along with you to, to the end, end result. Thank you very much again, Alan. Thank you very much, everyone, for joining us today. And we look forward to seeing you um, on the next episode of 100 Days and Beyond. Have a super, super day, super evening if you're in the UK, and, and we'll chat to you again.